What's up, family? Welcome to this episode of By the Hood. This is the webcast as well as podcast. This is the episode where we talk about, you know, uh, trying to get financial freedom and uh, generational wealth. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Corey Kim. What's up, Corey? What's going on, Jim? Yeah, we have a very special episode uh, here for you today. In this episode, we want to talk to someone um, who's out there changing lives. Uh, we have uh, Mr. Tompkins on. Before we bring him on, I just want to say this is brought to you by Own Your Time and Space, the book by myself and Corey. Make sure you pick it up. The link for that will be in the description. But like I just said, um, we have a very special guest. Uh, you know, I have my own testimonial for what he's out there doing, and I'll let him know once I uh, let him say a few words about himself. But we have the founder of the Abacus Group. We have Mr. James Tompkins on. How are you, sir? I'm fine, brother. I'm fine. It's a, and I want to say it's a pleasure to be on your program tonight. Uh, Absolutely, I, man. And of course, I've known Corey for some time. So it's it's a pleasure for me to finally meet you and be part of what you brothers are doing in Philly. We appreciate you for spending time with us. I just want to say this because uh, Brother Corey introduced me to the Abacus Group. Um, and, you know, I joined because I wanted to take the classes to see what was going on. And he told me about some of the amazing things you guys are doing. But I want to tell you my own testimonial because okay. I'm, a, I'm a former securities agent. I was licensed to sell securities. Um, okay. I no longer do that. Uh, I kept my real estate license, but not my securities license. So I know a little bit. Okay. Halfway through season one. Okay. And I'm already still learning things, and I have like a paradigm shift. There's a couple things you say in there, and I don't want to give it away because I want people to actually take the course. But okay. when you start talking about like the institutional banks and the insurance companies, something mm -hmm. clicked in me and made me look at everything different. You know, so right. I can say that even as someone who had experience, your courses are kind of changing how I'm seeing things at this point. Well, I appreciate that, brother. And we have people from all walks of life in the Abacus, and we have cats that used to work for Morgan Stanley, uh, former bankers, nurses, people that had careers in the, in the, in the business. And, you know, the way I put it out there, and, and I'm, I've been studying and participating in this for over 30 years. And it's just, you know, my background is sort of everything, the way I lay out the markets sort of comes from my own sort of personal experience, experiences coming up. And the way I phrase things and the way I speak, I speak so that everyone can understand. And uh, that's one of the things that I hear quite often is that when people take the classes, what they'll do is they'll, they'll never be able to see the world in the same light. And it sort of ties everything in together on how things really work, not just how you know people will tell you things work. It actually lays out in layman's terms how things really work, the real, okay. the real. For those who aren't familiar with the Abacus Group and your work, how would you describe uh, what the Abacus Group is, as well as um, how did you get started with it? So, you know, I know this is your, your, your life's work, but how did you come about doing this? And for those who have never heard of it, could you well, explain you know, exactly what the group is? Okay, brother, that's a good question. And, and people ask me that question quite often. And really, man, uh, I have grown children. And uh, when, when, Mike, when the brother Michael Brown was murdered, uh, I got so angry, and I don't want to get emotional. I tend to get emotional because I, I'm, I'm very sensitive to, to brothers and sisters getting gunned down who have committed no crime. So when the brother Michael Brown was shot and killed, and of course that was around the same time Trayvon Martin had been killed, and then after that, the brother Michael Brown had been, been murdered, that sort of, you talk about paradigm shift, that sort of caused me to sort of experience my own paradigm shift. And I just, I felt like I had to do something to help 
maybe at least attempt to prevent things like this from happening by teaching and sharing with young brothers and sisters and black families how to create generational wealth. And that's not to say that these can't these things can't happen to you, uh, re regardless of, of your wealth. But I just wanted to help brothers and sisters with something that I understood, and I knew that brothers and sisters could get this. Uh, so after my after the Michael Brown killing, I had to I had to take a step back, and I got offline for a couple of weeks because I I'm, I'm and I'm I'm not ashamed to say this, brother. I, I am I'm, I'm a violent man by nature, and and I just I was so angry with what went down with the brother Michael Brown that I had to step back, and I, I took a couple of weeks and stepped back. And uh, when I came back, I said, let me do something that can, you know, at least attempt to change lives uh, in the next generation, this generation, as well as the next generation, and every generation thereafter. So my solution really was to, to sort of take what I know and pass that along to, to like, once again, to, to brothers and sisters. And that's what I've done. We started in December of 2014, and uh, Brother Corey can testify. There, we are doing a lot of great things. Uh, if there's a problem, an obstacle, then we in the group sit back and we try to use logic and reason and rationale and try to come up with solutions to overcome those problems. Instead of just, you know, like so many people do, just talking about it, we like to sit back because I personally feel that the, the black mind is the superior mind. Mm -hmm. So, but to, to, to answer your question, Michael Brown had a lot to do. He sort of inspired me. Uh, he and, and, and the brother Trayvon, uh, and, and my, it was either get angry and destroy something or give back sort of in a positive way uh, something that could help to change lives for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, that's, that's a powerful thing right there. Yeah, brother, for real. Um, what resonated to me about the group is, um, you know, coming up, just give a little bit of my story. Mm -hmm. I wanted to serve my people as well. So I always thought that politics would be the way. So I actually worked on a couple of campaigns and two things happened. I started to see who really were the power brokers in terms of people who had assets, the real estate, the people who had stocks. Those were the ones really calling the shots when I worked on campaigns and, and actually saw donations and things being done. I said, well, I have to really learn economics. And the second thing is when I read the book Powernomics. Mm -hmm. So Powernomics um, by Dr. Claude Anderson kind of like, you know, shifted my mind at that point. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what he talks about, I see as what you guys are actually doing in the group, because there's tons of groups out there mm -hmm. on Facebook and all kinds of social media platforms. People get up and, you know, they talk and they make speeches and all these things, but you guys are literally taking action. And, you know, I've got to network and talk to some of the other people in the group who have also um, had the same experience as me, who now have portfolios, um, mm -hmm. who are invested in real estate. So I just want to say, like, you know, thank you from me to you, because I actually see the work you're putting in and I see the action and I see the results. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. And I yeah, appreciate absolutely. That. I appreciate brother Corey bringing you in and just laying it out for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's I, I, I really believe that, you know, I've been doing this now for about two and a half years and uh, I'm, off, I'm always in not as much as I used to, but I'm always in arguments with people on Facebook and uh, I've seen it. I've seen how. The black mind it comprehends this. It's almost as though we have an innate ability to understand and comprehend the markets. And 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 like Brother Farrakhan said, the science of business. Okay, so there's business, right? And then there's the science of business. 
And that's what I've found that we just seem to have an innate ability to, compre to comprehend that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just something that I want every black family to learn. And I want every black family to teach the, the knowledge to their children and have their children teach the knowledge to their children. Yeah. And by doing that, what you do is you build up tremendous generational wealth, not just wealth, but enormous generational wealth. Uh, and that, like you said, when you get into politics or when anything that you get into, at the core of that, you're going to find money. You understand? You dig? Absolutely. So if we have no money, if we have no capital, if we have no resources, then we will continue to stay where we are right now and where we have been for the past, really the past 80 years. I don't like to go back prior to, you know, Jim Crow, mm -hmm. but since, and, and, and I don't want to get too philosophical because I don't want to be on all night. But since before integration, we sort of lost our ability. I'm not, you know what, man? I'm not even going to say that. We've been conditioned to believe that we can't do anything on our own. So yeah. with the knowledge in the Abacus, if you just apply yourself to the knowledge, then it doesn't take long to, to sort of, as you say, have a paradigm shift. You you cannot see the world in the same way, mm -hmm. no matter how hard you try. You just can't. It's impossible. So, I mean, the more people, I know you guys are spreading the word out there in Philly, and I really appreciate that. Not necessarily for me, but for all the young brothers and sisters in Philly. And I've actually visited Philly about a year, I guess it's been about a year and a half ago. Uh, but brother, we, you know, we're special, man. And we, we certainly have a special ability to understand these markets, brother. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. But you probably already know that. I mean, I don't know what that it is, is but, but we. Have you're right. Yeah. It's interesting because, like I said, I know a little bit, but there's certain things that you say, like doing um, the season one of the courses, right? Mm -hmm. You just talked about our conditioning. And mm -hmm. one of the things you said when you were talking about angel investors, mm -hmm. and you said that, you know, it's one thing to say, hey, I support black business, which we all do. Mm -hmm. But it's another thing to say, hey, we can also be angel investors. Absolutely. Um, you know, we can also be venture capitalists. Absolutely. And, you know, even as me and Corey are out here talking to people, I recognize that a lot of us don't see that in ourselves. Mm -hmm. But when we start to show them how easy it is to get into the markets and to do these things, like a light bulb goes off. Oh, when you said that, though, that actually hit me. When you said, you know, it's one thing to support a black business, but it's another thing to actually become a venture capitalist and to build huge black businesses. So huge, huge, and, and go public. Yeah. And if you look at, if you look at this, and before we go, before I go on one of my long rants, Brother Corey is actually the first person funded by the Abacus uh, seed, uh, seed funding syndicate. Brother Corey is number one, mm -hmm. the first, the original. Uh, but if, right. you, if you just sit back and notice that who are the people out there within the community that have all the wealth? You, you got your cats like Jay-Z, you got your cats like Nas, you got your cats like uh, Akon, you got your cat. There's so many brothers and sisters, uh, even 50 when he had his dough. How did they get their money? Kobe Bryant's doing it now. They all got hip to the markets. They all became venture capitalists. So I personally believe that, once again, if someone is out there, something, a class like the Abacus who breaks things down, uh, in easy to term, easy to understand terms, and people always say I speak abonics, and I'm and I'm not ashamed of that. Uh, uh, it, once you lay it out there where people can understand what you're saying, and you can put it sort of in a in a package where people can comprehend and relate that information or that knowledge to something that's in their life, 
then they just pick it up, brother, and then they just run with it. Yeah, so I've seen yeah. it. And, and, and it's amazing. So, so me and Corey have been out in the communities, uh, giving presentations and talking to people and, and teaching them how easy it is to get into the markets. And what I find interesting now is uh, people have this perception that, you know, in order to get into the market, you have to, like, you know, call a guy who's a broker right. in the big room. You have to buy 100 shares, and they're charging you, you know, umpteen thousand dollars. And right. when you talk about how easy it is now, you start to see people like a light bulb go off like, wow, you know, they're always intimidated by it because the information a lot of times isn't shared. We're never taught about personal finance or the markets or real estate in school. Um, so, you know, it's up to guys like us to go out there and do that. Um, but in terms of um, Abacus and, and what you're doing, like I said, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see that many brothers and sisters interested in these things and to come together as a group and actually, you know, use group economics to make things happen in the future what happened like moving forward well uh I, you kind of froze up there for a minute but i i, I, I heard part of the question I, I believe it was what's going what's going to happen moving forward yeah what, what do you see for the group in the future as you guys have already funded businesses you're you're, you're teaching countless people how to get involved in the markets so what's the future for uh, for Abacus? well the future for the Abacus is bright uh what we have in the Abacus is what i call decentralized autonomy uh, Brother Corey's doing his thing in Philly. I don't interfere with, with people and how they spread the word as long as they spread the word. Uh, as you know, we bought a house last week. Uh, so we're going to continue on real estate. We're going to, the whole plan, game plan is to, to slowly expand uh, from city to city. And we're already in most cities here in America and a few cities overseas. So the plan is to continue on the same path that we're on and slowly what, we, what we'll do is we'll sort of bring you know new sort of businesses into the Abacus, maybe some summer camps for kids, uh, all kinds of different things. Whatever you can sort of dream up and tie it back to the Abacus, as long as it's related to finance and, and the markets, then we can do it. Uh, it's a matter of the numbers. It's all a no it's all mathematics, as Brother Corey says. Mathematicians, not politicians. So it's all it's all about numbers, and once we continue to get our numbers up, then what you, what you tend to notice is that that synergy that's created by a group of people who are all doing the same thing, businesses automatically are sort of spin, spin out and off of that. And we've seen that in the Abacus, Brother Jay, Brother Corey, uh, Sister Lance, Sister Sharika. So that will continue. And then slowly what we'll do is we'll, we'll do something, we'll perfect something, and then we'll replicate that. So it's all about replication right you perfect it and then you replicate that from location to location to location uh, and that's the game plan for the abacus to, to, to you know slow is a relative word right so I, the way i move uh, i just feel like it's taken forever just to get into this real estate but when you look at the grand scheme of things two and a half years ago we were just you know we had 10 people in the abacus so we're going to continue to do what we've done over the last couple of two and a half years. We're going to, you know, open up sort of new, not necessarily the platform, but we're, we're going to hit new markets like Bitcoin, alt currencies. Uh, maybe we're, my, my dream job brother is really to, to create something and, and educate the young people because they have young minds and they're more apt to listen, you know, and get intrigued by the markets. Uh, the long-term goal is to, to, to help, as many brothers and sisters learn this and teach it to their children and so that their children can teach it to their children 
and we can, you know, do our best to eliminate uh, this this generational impoverishment and turn it and flip the script and create generational wealth. Okay, I have another question for you. Yes. Um, a couple more questions before we get out of here. Um, mm -hmm. how did you get your start or interest in finance? What was oh, that well, sparked the interest? Well, it's been years ago. What was it? Well, you know what, brother? I'm just intrigued by the sale, by the art of the sale, a hustler's mentality. Really, that's what it is. So to me, it's always been about, uh, well, how do I do this? How do I move this product? What what goes into this sale? Sort of the psychology of the sale. Uh, that's always intrigued me, more so than sports, or more so than uh, once I gave up on my chasing girls period, chasing women period. I just jumped right okay. into the markets, and the markets are so deep, as you know, that you you'll always be able to sort of satisfy that thirst, whatever your thirst is. If it has to do with money, if it has to do with a sale, if it has to do with, with business, you're going to always be able to find that in the markets. And that's what intrigued me, man, was how uh, companies move, right? And trying to figure out companies and trying to figure out, well, what's going to happen next? What, you know, okay, what would I do, right? And let me see, let me sort of take a panoramic view of, of the situation and try to sort of predict or, or, or predict something and make money off of that. And that's just that's something that's always interested me and the markets provide sort of a, a wonderful opportunity to quench that thirst it's all about hustling brother that's all that's all it is and figuring out plays and, and you know figuring out what would you do if you were pepsi cola yeah and coca-cola hit you with a brand new you know product to smash in your sales what what you going to do so and i think that's why it translates so easily for us because you know it's like music man if you think about the markets Music is soulful. Music has rhythm, right? Has a melody. Uh, and that's why our, our people were so attracted to music. And some of the, the most gifted and prolific musicians have been brothers and sisters of color. Well, the markets have the same thing. They almost have their own soul. They have their own rhythm. They have their own melody. Everything that's in music, you can find in the markets. And I naturally love music, so I'm going to naturally love the markets, right? And I sort of gravitated towards that. And and that's where I've spent the last 30, 30 some odd years doing that. I mean, it's a, it's, as you know, it's fascinating. Yeah, that's an amazing analogy. Though. I never heard that one before. <laughs> yeah, that's, we're soulful people, right? brother. That's yeah, why we yeah. pick up soulful things. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I don't know about all that frequency stuff they talk about on Facebook, but I do know that there's a, cor a direct correlation between uh, some of the wealthiest people that have ever lived in music. They're, t they're in tune with music. And the Absolutely. markets and the business are the same thing. They're deep. You could spend a lifetime in music and never sort of perfect that, right? You always hear musicians that say, I've, I've been playing music for 50 years trying to get the perfect sound. The markets are the same way. Uh, you can spend your whole yeah. life in the markets and, 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 and not really feel like you, you hit that grand slam. And to me, that's, that's the most beautiful part of it all, man. And that's why I feel like we as a people have a – and I want people to understand this. We as a people have an innate ability, innate ability to understand and comprehend the markets. And there's a reason why people aren't teaching this to us, because they know that we have this ability. So the last thing they want to do, last thing people want to do is to have 50 million or 30 million. I'm not going to cuss. I usually, you know, I get crazy. But the last thing <laughs> people want to see is 20 or 30 rich, wealthy black 
families whose wealth goes back generation after generation after generation. Because as you mm-hmm. said earlier in, this, in, the, in, the, in the, the show, anything that you do in America and around the world, at, this, at, this, at the source, there's going to be money, capital. And the last thing the world wants to see is a group of people as gifted as the black man and woman with, with all the money. Mm-hmm. So the people are afraid of that. And that's why it's been hidden right in front of our face for, oh my God, for a couple hundred years now. Man, that's powerful. Brother Corey, man, got anything you want to say, man? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I talk to the brother uh, Tompkins all the time. And, you know, I, t- I talk with you all the time. And um, what, what happens is, you know, I'm a person who got, you know, what people would call weird perspectives. Um, and so... Corey, you're the mad genius, brother. <laughs> All, all, I, all I, I see, I see things as they are when people are seeing things uh, the way they want them to be, and then when I happen to speak on them, people think I'm kind of crazy. But all I do is tell the truth from my perspective. And what happens is, it's hard for somebody to change my perspective, and Brother Tompkins changed my perspective, and 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 so did you. Like so, I try to get with people who can who can add to my perspective, who can change my perspective, so that I can. Uh, make a difference in other people's lives. Like before, I found the markets. I was out here grinding like everybody else. Literally, <laughs> literally grinding. Yeah. Like so. Putting that work. <clears throat> yeah. So I'm I'm out here trying to you know do some some things. You know I've been in education for the last you know 20 years, 15 odd years I would say since about 2000, and um. And the markets, educating children and, and, and adults into the market is, I see, is like following the money. Like you say, when you follow the money, everything else going into place is, is mathematic. Everything is mathematic. Mm-hmm. Like everything around us is mathematic. And being into the markets helped me see that. Like I thought everything was, was, was socialized, but I, I realized that even our social problems are rooted in mathematics. And that's why I gave the brother, um, Mr. Tompkins, that that saying, um, you know, mathematicians over politicians, um, because if we really want to change our surroundings and, and the things that we do, you gotta we we gotta follow the math and stop following. You know, we gotta take out the emotions of it. The, you know, the politicians are the socialized part of it, the emotional part of it. But really, if we want to make the progress that we say that we want to make, we gotta start listening to our mathematicians and not our politicians, because we gotta be guided in the principles of of what. Of, of what was really going on and not really and, and not how we want it to be. We got to see it how it is and take it to where we want it to be and not try to, you know, make it the way we want to be without uh, checking the factual analysis that goes with the mathematics of it. So I want to thank you two brothers for helping to change my perspective and all of that. No doubt. Right, thank you. Thank you, good brother. Because, you know, like I said, I'm learning a ton. I can't wait to finish uh, season one and jump into season two mm-hmm. um, of your courses. But, uh, I want to thank you for your time and also just mm-hmm. thank you again for what you're doing for our people because like I said, I've got to network with a lot of amazing people um, mm-hmm. after joining your group. Um, so I just want to say, man, listen, blessings and, can, and, and wish you good luck in the future and, and just say man. thank you. Just thank you. Absolutely, brother. Appreciate it's, you for coming It's on. an honor, man. It's a pleasure, really. Because uh, you know, uh, I'm usually asleep by this time. All right, so, so on the real, man, I, I see you guys out there putting in work in Philly, 
and and you can't you can't do anything but respect the hustle and respect the grind. And I see I see how you guys are moving. And I want to tell a quick story about Brother Corey. Brother Corey and I go back not as, not as long as you guys go back, but Corey's Brother Corey's been around for a long time in the Abacus. And Brother Corey's a very busy man. And the way I roll in the Abacus, I'm pretty busy too, so I don't really stay up on the payments uh, like I should because because it's not about the payments; it's about the knowledge. Mm -hmm. So when I get around to it, I'll go back and see who hasn't paid. So Brother Corey uh, hadn't sent the payment in, and I removed Brother Corey from the group. And, I, and this, this tells you a little bit about how, how the brother operates. Uh, brother Corey called me, and he's, been, he's the only person. And I've put hundreds of people in the group. Uh, brother Corey called me, and he may or may not remember this, and he said, yo, man, what's up? And I'm like, yo, what's happening? And he said, you took me out the group. And I said, well, damn, you know. I didn't know if you wanted to stay in the group because you didn't let me know you didn't make the payment. Brother Corey said, listen, put me back in the group. I got you. And he did that. Now, think about that because I put, man, I put a lot of people in the Abacus mm -hmm. and I've taken a lot of people out of the Abacus. Uh, one person, just one person, one person called me up and said, no, nah, brother, go ahead and put me back in the group. And that's Brother Corey. And he's been with us ever since. And he sort of, when it comes to what the Abacus is, is about, another thing you asked me earlier, uh, the, the Abacus is about helping other brothers create businesses, right? Uh, I'm not a demigod. I don't, you know, rule with an iron fist. Uh, I'm just, I'm one of the, I'm one of the fellas. And, and my, my goal is to help brothers like Corey, brothers like yourself, do everything that I can do to help you. And, and I know you're already successful and Corey is as well, but to sort of add to that success. And Brother Corey has, has been remarkable in, uh, in the way he sort of handled his business when it comes to the Abacus. And I appreciate that. And because it's all about creating opportunities. It's all about creating black business. And, and Brother Corey is a, is, a, is a shining example, a shining example. It was wonderful to have him down in Tampa. We met in Tampa in May. Uh, Brother Corey, Corey stole the crowd. Uh, Brother Corey got that money, got that capital for his business. Uh, so he's an example. You've known brother for brother Corey for a while, but he's an example of what the Abacus represents, yeah. and that's real brothers and sisters, real cats who aren't afraid to get you know. I'm not going to say get their hands dirty, but who aren't afraid to get out there and work. And we do everything that we can do to help each other out in the Abacus, and and the brother can testify to that. So yeah, uh, we just gonna keep on grinding, brother. Not like I said, I know you you have to run, and I have to run too. But I appreciate you having me on your show. Yeah, uh, and, definitely. And, and um, keep doing what you're doing, man. Absolutely, and we will touch base with you again. Right. But I just want to thank you for giving us your time. Right on, brother. Uh, and thank you for everything that you're doing because everything that we're talking about is something that you're already doing, mm -hmm. um, and that's taking action. And that's the one thing yeah. I can say about Corey. That story's not shocking to me because Corey is different than most people because a lot of people talk about it, but he takes yeah. action. So if he was going to pick the phone up and call you because that's what he does, like. Yeah, he's about that action. So that's not shocking to me. So that's one of the things we try to preach to people like, you know, just do something, get started, do something, whatever mm -hmm. it is, do something, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so with this lot of hood movement, we're teaching people how to buy homes, um, you know, in the quote unquote hood and, and create better environments as well mm -hmm. as creating this generational wealth. So we teach them about the markets, about the real estate, and it's right in line with everything you're doing. So, um, you know, thank you again because I'm learning a lot through you and your group. So, I'm glad to have you on as our first guest for this podcast as we try to continue to spread this message. So um, we will uh, put some links in the description for people to get some information. Right but Mr. Tompkins, uh, thank you for your time. You too, brother. Um, we're getting ready to check out of here, Brother Corey. 
you know, as always, man, it's been a pleasure. And thanks for the words you shared this evening. Um, you know, as we great, you got some. I appreciate y'all. No, I, I just appreciate y'all. You know, what I mean, like, like you said, like the, it's this for the people. Like, you know, we we could have did this on our own, and we could have just went and grabbed everything, and it could have been, you know, rugged, ruggedly done individually. But if if it ain't for the people, it ain't for us. True, and that's exactly. why I get down. I get down. That's why I get down with brothers and sisters, like you know, and like the Abacus and like by the hood. Absolutely, yeah. man. So the last thing I want to say before we get out of here, I just want to tell everybody, and as we always say, it's not about how much you make, it's about how much you keep. Thank you for tuning in. And if you listen to the audio podcast, thank you for listening. Have a good evening.